Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring some exciting moments from the 40th Annual Motion Picture Academy Awards. The Academy Awards began in 1928, and the winning film that year was the Paramount Picture Wings. The best actress that first year was Janet Gaynor for Seventh Heaven, and the best actor was the great German Emil Jannings for The Way of All Flesh. Through the years, great stars have won the Academy Award Oscar, including Charles Lawton, Clark Gable, Spencer Tracy, James Cagney, Betty Davis, Catherine Hepburn, Elizabeth Taylor, and on and on and on. On April 12, 1968, the 40th Annual Academy Awards celebration took place at the Civic Auditorium in Santa Monica, California. It was a star-studded evening filled with all the excitement of a Hollywood premiere. I was on the scene that evening for a special Armed Forces Radio Service report. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and a former winner of the Academy Award himself, Mr. Gregory Peck. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Last Monday was the 40th anniversary of the Academy Awards. Tonight, we welcome you to our presentations. The members of the Academy have voted by secret ballot, and the tabulated results are once again known only to the representative of our accounting firm. He is by now one of the few constants in Oscar's ever-changing world, Mr. Bill Miller. Thank you, Mr. Peck. In accordance with the Academy rules, absolute secrecy of the ballots has again been observed. Here is your certificate that Price Waterhouse has counted the votes and the results are in these sealed envelopes. Thank you, Bill. Now may I check that first envelope? This one contains the name of tonight's Master of Ceremonies. <laughs> well, that's no secret. You know it. So do I. Let's see if Bill Miller got it right. You did. Thank you. Now, once again, here is that amiable national monument who pricks the balloons of pomposity, evokes laughter even from the targets of his wit, and adroitly displays America's sense of humor to the world. The Academy welcomes, with pride and gratitude, Mr. Bob Hope. Coming onto the stage is Bob Hope, Famous, famous Bob Hope walk. And here he is, up to the podium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, thank you. 
thank you very much. Thank you very much, and thank you, President. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are once again. Welcome to the Academy Awards, or as, as it's known at my house, Passover. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before I begin, I have an announcement. After much soul-searching, I have concluded that the awesome job of MC should not become involved in partisan bickering. At all costs, we must preserve unity and, further, and avoid further divisiveness in our great industry. Accordingly, I have decided that I will not seek, nor will I accept, an Oscar. And if anyone believes that, I'll kill myself. <laughs> For 30 years, I've been trying to get the Academy to sit down and talk. And they've always given me the same answer. They'll negotiate if I stop bombing. <laughs> I, no, wait. I would have I been nominated this year, but I made a picture with Phyllis Diller, and the Academy couldn't figure out a category for us. But this is going to be a wonderful show, and we're truly going international this year. This program is being piped directly to Cuba via national airlines. <laughs> this is it, the Oscar night, the crucial time in the life of an actor when small grievances, petty dislikes, and envy are thrust aside for the opportunity for outright hatred. <laughs> this is Hollywood's hour of destiny. In other words, two hours. This is the night we sit in judgment. This is the night we sit in judgment and may the late show of 10 years from now prove us right. <laughs> this is our annual Pygmalion display. This is the night many an ugly face turns beautiful and many a beautiful face turns ugly. And I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> 40 years ago, this affair started as a dinner and now it's a nationwide television show. Movies have come a long way since Adolf Zucker stepped off the train 60 years ago with a brownie camera and a letter of introduction to Crosby. <laughs> As for tonight's award, I have only one prediction to make. Due to the gold drain, the Oscars are made out of chopped chicken liver. Either that or they'll butter Mickey Rooney and hand them out. No, there are a lot of nervous, smiling, hurry along. There are a lot of nervous, there are a lot of nervous, smiling, and over-friendly actors out in the audience. I don't know why. The results are in. The injustice has already been compiled and tabulated by Price Waterhouse, whose integrity I, integrity I can personally vouch for. They'll never get a guest shot on Let's Make a Deal, believe me. Now, this is the world's most glamorous audience. What a sea of mink, ermine, and diamonds. Looks like the Palm Springs unemployment office. But this is a great night for Hollywood. Some of the pictures nominated were even made here. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw a runaway western made in Italy, and I never would have known it if it was for one little tiny little giveaway. They were hanging the villain from a tree, and the spaghetti broke. <laughs> he didn't get away, though. They drowned him in marinara sauce. This has been a great year, though, for motion pictures. Movies have real grown up, and so have the kids who've been seeing them. 
A year ago, we introduced movies with dirty words. This year, we brought you the pictures to go with them. <laughs> Today, Tom Jones would be up for a 4-H club award. <laughs> some, of the, some of the pictures this year are so sexy, Price Waterhouse is handing out the names in a plain brown envelope. Never on Sunday was once considered very daring, but not long ago it was shown on television with no fuss at all. In fact, TV guides simply described it as a Greek working girl struggle to achieve a six-day week. <laughs> yes, this was the year that Hollywood became independent of the foreign influence. We proved we could make good, dirty pictures without any help from anybody. But it's a strange business, isn't it? Whoever thought we'd be making sexy pictures in Italy would be making westerns. Actually, I don't know what the writers have been smoking this year. Bonnie and Clyde is about happy killers, Dr. Doolittle talking to animals, the graduates, seduction, guess who's coming to dinner, intermarriage, and in the heat of the night, racism. I want to tell you I've got a great plot for my next movie. It may win an Oscar. I'm going to play a chain gang sheriff who sticks up sex-crazed housewives, then marries a zebra and spends his honeymoon playing tic-tac-toe. In, in a moment, in a moment, thank you, in a moment we'll be handing out the Oscars, if it's safe. And Usher is sneaking up behind Warren Beatty now to find out what the lump is in his hip pocket is. Enough about our hostilities. Let's move on to the industry at large. The award for best actor. To present it, we have one of the best actresses ever. A former winner herself and a nominee again this year, Miss Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn coming onto the stage, and she looks lovely in a, in a full-length white dress. Bob Hope greets her. They come up to the podium. She kisses him on the cheek, and here they are. Thank you, Audrey, and congratulations on your nomination, and good luck. Congratulations to you, Bob, too. What for? For being such a good sport. Well, it's nothing, Audrey. If you'll excuse me, I must go backstage to perform my traditional rite when the Best Actor Award is made. What's that? That's an old Japanese custom, and if one of these years, if my dresser forgets my steel cummerbund, the show and I will be 20 minutes short. If I may, I should like to congratulate all five of these distinguished gentlemen for their outstanding performances. Warren Beatty in Bonnie and Clyde, Paul Newman in Cool Hand Luke, Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate, Spencer Tracy in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and Rod Steiger in The Heat of the Night. May I have the envelope? Thank you, Bill. Rod Steiger in the heat of the night. Rod Steiger is the winner. This is his first Oscar. His third nomination, second in this category. He was nominated in 1965 for The Pawn Broker and uh, the supporting actor for On the Waterfront. Up to the podium, here's Rod Steiger. He bows to the audience and waves. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Maharishi said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I thank you. Uh, I find it unbelievable. I find it overwhelming. 
and I wish to thank the members of the Academy for such an experience. Secondly, if I indulge myself, I would like to thank the people in the public who have been so kind to me. Thirdly, I'd like to thank Norman Jewison for his giving an act of freedom to make a mistake. Fourthly, and most importantly, I'd like to thank Mr. Sidney Poitier for the pleasure of his friendship, which gave me the knowledge and understanding of prejudice in order to enhance my performance. Thank you, and we shall overcome. It's a little tense out, isn't it? To present the Oscar to this year's Best Actress, here is a former Best Actor Award winner. He's had a busy year on the screen. He solved a murder in the Deep South, he taught school in England, and he married Catherine Hepburn's daughter in San Francisco. And that's not bad for a man who started out chained to Tony Curtis. <laughs> I give you, sir, with love, Sidney Poitier. Portier coming onto the stage. He greets Bob Hope. And he's up to the podium. Said you're fantastic. You made three smash pictures this year. How did you do it? How many did you make, Bob? One, why'd you do it? <laughs> Guess who isn't coming to dinner? <laughs> I'd hate to see these very talented and lovely nominees suffer the suspense a moment longer. Those nominated for Best Actress are Catherine Hepburn in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Anne Bancroft in The Graduate, Dame Edith Evans in The Whisperers, Faye Dunaway in Bonnie and Clyde, and Audrey Hepburn in Wait Until Dark. Envelope, please. Thank you. The winner is Catherine Hepburn, and guess who's coming to dinner? Catherine Hepburn, this is her second Academy Award. Mr. George Cooper. She first won in uh, 1932 Hepburn. for Morning Glory. Catherine Hepburn has been nominated 10 times. She's tied with Betty Davis for the most nominations. George Cukor is coming up to the stage to accept the award for Catherine Hepburn. Mr. George Cukor accepting for Miss Hepburn. I know that I, as a friend, have a great, great thrill, and I'm sure Catherine thanks you very much, and I think it's a very, very hard choice you had to make. Uh, anyway, I'm sure she'll be very happy. Thank you very much. Now we come to the exciting moment 
the award for the best picture. Big one. Best picture of the year. Somewhere out there, five tense nervous producers. And from what I know of producers, they're biting each other's nails. To present the award, here's one of the fairest ladies in the mall, Miss Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews coming onto the stage. She looks magnificent in a uh, black organdy dress. Bob Hope greets her. She's up to the podium. Thank you. Before I read the nominations, Bob, may I say just a word? Well, it's getting late, Julie. I know, I know, but I did want to express the admiration for us all for the manner in which you've conducted this program tonight. Such ease, such wit, such... Um, Take uh, your time, Julie. But you, uh, you just told me to hurry, Bob. Well, well, keep going. I'll see if I can cut a commercial. <laughs> We've seen excerpts from the five films nominated for Best Picture. For the record, they are Bonnie and Clyde, a Tatira Hiller production, Warner Brothers Seven Arts, Warren Beatty, producer. Dr. Doolittle, Jack Productions, 20th Century Fox, Arthur P. Jacobs, producer. The Graduate, a Mike Nichols, Lawrence Terman production, Embassy, Lawrence Terman, producer. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Columbia, Stanley Kramer, producer. And In the Heat of the Night, the Mirish Corporation production, United Artists, Walter Mirish, producer. And now for the best picture. May I have the envelope, please? Thank you. The winner is, in the heat of the night, Walter Mirish. members of the Academy. From its very inception, in the heat of the night, has been a labor of love for all those of us who've been part of it. And I want to express my deep gratitude to all of the talented artists who contributed to it. But most particularly, to my friend and partner, Norman Jewison, whose brilliant direction brought it so vividly to life. We are all very grateful for your recognition of our efforts and for your recognition of the lesson of In the Heat of the Night. Thank you. Best Picture of the Year, In the Heat of the Night, a picture that had seven nominations and won five Academy Awards. Now, once again, Bob Hope. Well, that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. For the winners, it's a bed of roses. For the rest of us, it's back to our gurus and a bed of nails. I hope that the program tonight has been as exciting and as fascinating for you as it has been for me. I've never seen six hours whiz by so fast. <laughs> you know, Oscar certainly has grown in the last 40 years. He made his first appearance at a banquet at the Coconut Grove. It was a private party for a small group of picture makers. Today, he belongs as much to you 
the audiences around the world as he does to us. For as he has grown, so has our industry. And with growth comes responsibility. Movies have progressed from being just entertainment to one of our most meaningful art forms, the art form that most truly reflects today's world, its turmoils, its dreams, its anguish, and its expectations. The old cliches that long dominated the screen, such as the good cowboys versus the bad Indians, the pure, unsullied heroine untouched by human hand or reality, the prince charming, strong, chivalrous, incorruptible, and totally unbelievable, the foreigner inevitably typecast as the villain, all these have been discarded and replaced by people with weaknesses as well as strengths, defeats as well as triumphs. In short, films today more accurately reflect the human condition. No longer do we portray the world as we wish it was. Today we show the world as it is. Perhaps tomorrow we will depict the world as it could be. The Zuckers, the Goldwins, the Warners, the men who began our industry had at least one thing in common with the man from Atlanta. They had a dream. It has taken time, but the dreams of the merchants and the martyr have began to merge. If not out of idealism, then out of necessity. Another martyr said it all. United we stand, divided we fall. Rioting and indifference are equal sins. Everyone must face up to their responsibilities. No one person, no one industry, no one race or creed can conquer bigotry. Find human understanding or unite us all in a brotherhood of peace and love. It's a challenge that each of us must face in our own way through our own way of life and our own station. It is a challenge we must and we will meet. Good night. concludes this special Academy Award edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Each year there are new stars, new pictures, and new winners to add to the ever-growing list of personalities who have won the coveted Oscar. Nobody knows what the future holds, but one thing is certain, movies are better than ever, even if you've got to be an adult to see them. in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.